What's up, everyone? This is Jokestrap. This is episode 12. My name is Wes Hoffman. It's good to be here. Uh, why do people say that? Why do comedians say that when they get on stage? It seems like every show, there's probably at least half the comedians, no matter what the show is, they go, hey, what's up, city? Or what's up, venue? You know, they say the venue's name, city's name. They just don't say, what's up, city? That'd be pretty funny, though, if they just said, hey, whatever the city is, what's up? Um, but no, they, they generally say, you know, Hey, what's going on? Sunnyville, for example, or what's going on San Jose. And then they expect some kind of response. And then they go either at the beginning of their set or somewhere in the middle of their set. They'll be like, Hey, it's good to be here. And, uh, I don't know. I just wonder, I mean, I've done it too, but I just wonder like how many times do we actually mean it's good to be here? Like, I've been on some crappy shows. I mean, everyone has, all comedians have, um, where, uh, I don't know, you get, like, a, a couple audience members and or or no audience members even. <laughs> you just, you're just performing for other comedians, really, who don't really want to pay attention to your stuff. They'd rather work on their own material. And, uh, and then you still get the comics that say, yeah, it's good to be here. And... You're like, really? Is it really good to be here? Like, tell tell us how you really feel. Like, well, I'd rather be home right now instead of here at this show. Uh, I drove about two hours to get here tonight to do these five minutes for all two of you. And, uh, yeah, I uh, would rather not be here right now. But, see, we can't really do that. We can't, um, I mean, most comedians would not do something like that. We want to be respectful, I believe most of us do anyway. We want to be respectful to the people who booked us for the show, who put on the show, who produced the show. We don't want to show them up by saying, uh, yeah, I'd rather not be here. Uh, we got a shitty audience tonight. Uh, I'm performing for all two of you tonight. This is really great. Hey, at least those two people showed up. What if those two people weren't there? Then it'd be a lot worse, so... But yeah, it's funny, uh, everyone seems to have that go-to line of, it's good to be here. Um, I think more so for comedians, it seems like it's sort of like a, let me think of my next joke line. There's some there's some lines that comedians say where they just say it um, as sort of a, I'm trying to think of my next joke, so I'm just going to say, it's good to be here, guys. And then they'll go into their next joke, uh, hoping that they think of it <laughs> during that little time. Um yeah, there's there's certain lines that a comedian, like a lot of comedians, will say, uh, "The what's up city, uh, what's up what's what's up venue? How's everyone doing tonight? Hey, what are you guys drinking tonight? Like, do we really care what you guys are drinking? Probably not. Uh, we're just trying to think of our next bit. Um, I mean, there's some there's some legit crowd work that happens that comedians can do. Um, I guess based off your drink, but usually not. Um, Who's drinking tonight? You know, stuff like that. Those are uh, a lot of uh, uh, lines that comedians, a lot of comedians use that I've noticed. Um, myself included, I've done it from time to time. Um, I think uh, one thing that I've noticed uh, with comedians, um, it's not, I think it's sort of like something that they don't know they're doing. Um and I've done it a few times and I've tried to like stop doing it is when you do a joke and it doesn't seem to hit very well or it doesn't get the reaction you want. Um, I've seen like comedians where they 
tell the joke and and then it doesn't get the response they want. So then they follow it up by saying, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Uh, to me, that kind of, that doesn't show, that doesn't show like uh, you're really confident for one. Um, and two, it just kind of means, well, you agree that they shouldn't have laughed with that joke because you just said, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm stupid. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Like, I think, uh, I think it's more of a nervous thing with comedians when they say, I don't know, following a joke that doesn't hit. Um, and I don't think they do it, like, even knowingly. Like, they, they don't even know that they're saying I don't know after every joke. But it's something I've caught myself uh, doing a few times, and I try to, like, get out of that habit or get out of that mode where I say I don't know after a joke that doesn't work because I feel like it shows a little bit of weakness. It shows a vulnerability um, if you say I don't know um after a joke um i was also told that uh or not told but i also saw like during uh uh a last comic standing um i think it was last season uh where roseanne uh she was telling like comedians don't say like what's going on don't ask the audience like it doesn't matter just go into your set they're here for comedy just so just just go into your set um you're not going to be able to ask everybody what's going on, how are you guys doing tonight, stuff like that. Just just go right into it. But uh yeah, different comedians have different ways of like opening up their their uh their set and uh yeah, I just I just find like some of those those things that everyone says or not everyone, but a lot of comedians say, I find them interesting and I was wondering why like what who came up with who was the first person to say it's good to be here and who was the first person to actually mean it. I mean, no, most most shows were actually happy to be there, but I mean, who was who is the first comic to say it's good to be here and then who was like, "Oh, I'm going to use that." It is good to be here. Like like here here or just here in life in general. Which one is it? I don't know. It's very broad. <laughs> I just said I don't know after I said that. That's pretty funny. Anyway, so um What's up, guys? Uh, this is Jokestrap. This is the podcast. This is November 8th. No, it's not. It's November 7th. Tomorrow is November 8th. Um, I guess everyone's supposed to go vote or some shit. Um, I did it by mail. Um, and uh, so I got that out of the way. So people can tell me, oh, you didn't do your right as a citizen. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, whatever. Um, it's I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of everything about it, about the election about about everything that's going on right now. Uh, we have a show tomorrow night at O'Malley's um, in Mountain View. Uh, Phil Johnson will be headlining the show. And I'm almost, like, willing to uh, put a, like, a note to all the comedians that are performing tomorrow night saying, hey, if you make it through your set without doing one political joke, I'll buy you a drink. But I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. I mean, I do, but I don't, if you know what I mean. Uh, but, yeah, we do have a show tomorrow night, and it is on election night. Hopefully that doesn't take away from the crowd. Um, man, I just, I'm just tired of all the jokes about it. Like, I'm tired of the jokes about Hillary. I'm tired of the jokes about Trump. I haven't even tuned in to Saturday Night Live recently. I'm just like, I- I'm done with it, man. I, I mean... 
in my time as a comedian, I've done a few political jokes. I've done a joke about Obama and how they made Chia Pets um, out of Obama, like Obama Chia Pets. I've done a joke about that. Um, and I did a joke about like Obama being half white, half black, and how I hate white people. And that was about the extent of my political jokes, my whole entire comedy career. I uh, I don't know. I just don't... It One, they're short-lived jokes. You can only use them for so long. Um, two, I just, I just don't care. I mean, people are going to have... People get upset, I think, about political humor more than any other humor. Um, I, I realized I, uh, when I was producing the shows in Morgan Hill, we had some comedians that did like political jokes and we had audience members like walk out because they didn't agree with the political views that the comedian was expressing. And, and I'm like, all right. So, I mean, to each their own, but still it's like, I don't want to like ruin a show by giving a, an opinion on something I know very little about. It's not like I'm going to go into office anytime soon and do something. So so why am I expressing my opinion about something that I don't I don't know anything about really? Um I think I should just stick to what I know. Like that's the kind of comedy I'm going to do. Like I know who my roommate is. I know what he does. So I'm going to joke about him. Uh I know what my love life is, uh non-existent. So I'm going to joke about that. Uh, I'm going to joke about, you know, stuff that's familiar to me. Uh, not so much politics. Uh, I'm going to stay away from that. And everyone's going to be joking about it anyway. We're going to, we're all going to get sick of it after a while. Uh, that's just the way, um, I'm thinking it's going to be. So, so yeah, I, uh, so tomorrow, yeah, O'Malley's Phil Johnson headlining. It's going to be a great show. Uh, if you want to come out to the show, please do, please do. Um, after the show, if you want to stick around, have a drink or two, we can. Um, I'm going to be sticking around a little bit tomorrow night. Um, it is my birthday coming up soon, November 13th. So we can have a drink or two, celebrate me turning 35. 35, guys, that's major. Um, I guess it's major. It's major for me because I never thought I would be 35, to be honest. But I've accepted that I will now be 35. So <laughs> we can do it. Uh 35 years old, and uh, I don't know what that means. Um, there's probably a political joke there with turning 35 and becoming president or whatever, blah, 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 but I'm not going to do it. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, we got the show tomorrow, and then, uh, let's see, Thursday I will be taking off. I'm going to Disneyland for the weekend. I'm going there for my birthday, slash, just for fun. <laughs> Um, it just happens to be my birthday weekend. Uh, my friend Joy, she is doing a 5K and a 10K. Uh, she's doing a 5K run on Friday and then a 10K run on Saturday at Disneyland. And I was like, all right, I'll go over and I'll support you. I'll come along with you. And uh, plus, I haven't been to Disneyland since I was like six years old, so I don't remember shit. Um, so it'd be cool to see everything again. Um, she's like, planning everything out for us and I'm like great because I have no idea what I would do otherwise so uh, <laughs> uh, yeah it's going to be a lot of fun this weekend and then uh, we'll come back on the 13th uh, which is my actual birthday so that'll be nice and uh, 
yeah, I'm looking forward to the fun weekend uh, at Disneyland, uh, seeing all the characters and uh, just acting like a kid, hopefully. Um, be a lot of fun. Um, then I get back and uh, we have uh, O'Malley's again on the 15th, Tuesday. But then I have my uh, big audition, uh, Rooster Tea Feathers, on the 16th next week. Um where I'll be emceeing the um, New Talent Showcase and auditioning for weekend work at the club there. Um, still haven't really thought out what I'll be saying for my, my set, but uh, hopefully I uh, figure it out. <laughs> hopefully I get it all figured out. Um, I don't want to be too vulgar, I don't think, but I don't want to like be like, totally censoring myself from or like I don't want to not be myself so I I think I just would like to show diversity in my set that night uh, hopefully I can uh, get some laughs and uh, get that all set I'm not really inviting a lot of people to that show because um, as the MC, um, it's not really my job to promote as much I don't think um, usually it's the people in the in the the showcase portion of the show that are asked to bring people. Um, I mean, I am inviting some people, of course, but I don't... I think that might skew the way the audition process works. Like, if I was to invite, like, 30 people and 30 people came to see me and they all laughed, um, then the manager who's run, who runs Rooster Tea Feathers might be like, well, uh, you had a lot of people here, so hence you had a lot of laughs. It's kind of like, yeah, they were playing favorites. And I could see that. So I'm hoping I can make a bunch of people that I don't know. I hope I can make them laugh and prove that I'm ready for this and I'm ready for the next step in my comedy career and hopefully uh, it'll it'll move on, move on well. Um, in other news, uh, my, uh, my website is being redesigned as I speak um, right now, uh, <laughs> westhoffman.com. Uh, it'll be relaunched soon, a uh, whole new design, um, it'll also be um, mobile friendly, which is nice. Um, I got someone that uh, hired to work on that, so they've been really helpful f to me. And uh, they they actually designed the previous uh, website, so I asked if she could do it again, and she said yes. And so uh, that's almost finished. It should be going uh, live by the end of the week. And uh, I, I really like the layout of what I've seen. I've s I've seen of it so far, so I'm really excited about that. And again, that's westhoffman.com, so that'll be live soon. Um, so just uh, continue to check it out every day until it goes live, you know, so you can keep track. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's like uh, what's going on right now. And um, let's see, uh, I guess we shall uh, just go on into sports. Um, man, uh, Thursday night. I, uh, on the third, I went to, uh, the Calgary, uh, Flames against the San Jose Sharks. I went to that game. Uh, I went with Jeremy. Uh, we went to, uh, Sushi Confidential before the game in downtown San Jose. And man, that's a good sushi place. They have a good happy hour. Um, I think we will be going back because that was really good. And, uh. They have these poke tacos too. Oh, so good. Anyway, um, <laughs> we went to the game, and uh, Calgary had been struggling going into that game. 
Um, the Sharks had lost their previous game, and that was against the Arizona Coyotes. Um, so they were looking to rebound against Calgary. Um, yeah, it it got off to uh, an okay start. Um, the Sharks didn't score though until the third the third period. Um, they scored a couple goals. Um, they tied it up. It was two to two, but then Calgary scored again, and then it became three to two, and they ended up losing three to two. Um, so it was a little tough. It kind of reminded me of last year's uh, Sharks team, where they uh, um, where they wouldn't do too well until like the en- the end of the game, until the third period. That's what it reminded me of, and it was a lot like that. So it was a. Uh, it was a little tough to watch, but um, it wasn't, like, the worst game ever. And then uh, Saturday, I wanted to go to the game um, against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and I was asking all my friends, I was like, who's going to go to this game with me? And everyone was like, no, I don't want to go, or I don't want to pay that much to go see them play the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I was thinking, oh, the Sharks are going to be amped up. They're going to be ready to play the, sh- the Pittsburgh Penguins at home. Um, these are the Penguins that beat them in the Stanley Cup Finals. I was there for Game 6 of the Finals, and it was heartbreaking. And I just want to see the Sharks, like, clobber the Penguins, especially uh, Sidney Crosby. I want to see it so bad. And uh, it did not happen. Um, <laughs> it did not happen at all. Uh, so the it was a little crazy. Um they were down two nothing in the first, and then they were down three nothing really quick um, in the second, and then they pulled a uh, Martin Jones from the game. Uh, eventually, in the second period, the starting goalie and Aaron Dell had to come into the game, and it was like his first game since like October eighteenth against uh, New York Islanders. Um, and, yeah, the Sharks just looked really bad on Saturday. Like, this first period they looked okay, but the rest of the game they looked really bad. And I was like, man, they need to shake up the lineup somehow. They need to do something. Um, on Sunday, I went to I went to actually um, – I got invited to the San Francisco 49ers game. I got uh, offered free tickets, and I declined them because I did not want to watch another blowout. Um <laughs> I was like, uh, no, I'm good. Um, so I ended up going to the Sharks uh, practice uh, arena, Sharks Ice in, down, or in San Jose. I went there and uh, just hung out in the parking lot and uh, was trying to get some of the Sharks players' autographs as they came and left practice. I ended up getting uh, eight players, which is I thought was pretty good. I got uh, Vlasic, uh, Logan Couture, I got Joel Ward, I got Tommy Wingles, I got Matt Nieto, um, I got Tom Tomas Hurdle, and Justin Braun, and I think I'm forgetting one, and I can't remember it right now. But yeah, it was pretty cool um, uh, to get all those. Uh, helped helped them make up for their loss on Saturday night, at least in my opinion. So um, that worked out well. Um, so yeah, so that was the, the weekend for me. Um, before the Sharks game on Thursday, actually, (laughs) I want to talk about this. I, uh, 
I had uh, gone to uh, do the caravan lounge uh, uh, Wednesday night. That was uh, November 2nd. I did a show at the caravan lounge, and it was uh, for Mr. Walker, Otto Walker's uh, birthday. It was sort of for his his birthday show. It was the day before his birthday, so um, I said, yeah, I'll do a set. And actually, the... Uh, the show got delayed because the World Series was on. It was Game 7, uh, the Cubs and the Indians. And then uh, the game goes extra innings, and then the game gets rain-delayed. And <laughs> we're like, all right, this show is never starting. Uh, fortunately, the rain delay didn't last too long. Uh, but, but yeah, the Cubs ended up pulling off the World Series win uh, thanks to a game-winning hit by Ben Zobrist after the rain delay. Um, Ben Zobrist ends up getting the MVP of the World Series. Um, I'm not too sure I agree with that. Uh, but, yeah, he gets MVP. Um, I'm not, like, I think it should have been, like, Chris Bryant or Jake Arrieta or maybe Javier Baez, but I don't know if I agree with, uh, or even Dexter Fowler. I don't know if I agree with, uh, the Zobrist being MVP. I know for sure if Chapman had not blown the game in game seven uh he he blew the lead if he had not done that he would have been the mvp of the series because he had pitched his arm off in game five game six and almost game seven uh but that his arm fell off in game seven instead but uh but yeah it was an exciting series and uh i haven't heard like what the tv ratings are or anything i, I didn't look him up like uh what if it was the highest ever or one of the highest ever but I ha- I did say that I thought it would be, so I'm not sure. I can't back that up. I can't tell you whether or not I was correct. I'll have to look that up and tell you next time if I remember. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm happy the Cubs won. Um, uh, and the show at the Caravan Lounge, that show was, <laughs> it was fun. Um, I went on earlier in the night, so I didn't have to stay as late so I could wake up for work the next morning. Uh, but I probably got on around 10 o'clock. Um, and sh- my set started off pretty well. I was happy. Caravan Lounge is one of the tougher uh, open mics um, in terms of the crowd. Um, not just paying attention, but just like actually getting them to laugh. Um, I do a lot of my edgier jokes there. I seem to anyway when I go there. They seem to work rather well. So that was a good night. And uh man, I'm kinda all over with this podcast right now. But uh but yeah, that's uh pretty much everything that's been going on lately. Um like I said, just getting uh ready for the rest of the week. Um uh just wanna get past this whole election crap and move on, no longer see the commercials, uh, stuff like that, that'd be nice, and, uh, yeah, I believe, uh, this episode is going to be cutting it a little bit shorter, because that's pretty much all that's going on right now, um, the 49ers ended up losing on Sunday, no surprise, um, the Warriors got spanked by the Lakers, um, and I guess Kerr said, Steve Kerr, the coach, said something like, it's our annual uh <laughs> like our annual whooping that we get in Los Angeles so um 
So yeah, that's uh, pretty much all that's going on right now, and uh, just looking forward to the Disneyland trip this weekend. I'm sure I'll have some stories about that for next podcast, and uh, anyway, uh, yeah, if you can make it to the show Tuesday night at O'Malley's in Mountain View, would love to have you there, and uh, if not, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to come out and like slap you. I <laughs> like read a an article that there was some comic in the East Coast that, like, had guys that didn't show up to his set. I don't know if I mentioned this on a previous show or not, but he had guys that didn't come to his uh, his show, and then he went out and, like, actually, like, hit them. Like, he's like, you said you were going to come, and then he went to their house and started beating them up for not going to his, sh- his show. And I was like, man, it, you can't be a real comedian, because real comedians are used to friends not showing up to their shows. Anyway, um, sorry if I've mentioned that before on a previous show. I don't remember. Uh, so, that is all for this episode of Jokestrap. Uh, thank you all again for tuning in. Um, stay tuned for the newly designed website at weshoffman.com. And uh, hope to see you guys at a show soon. Um, have a good rest of the week. All right. Bye.